live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. The sun is out. People are rollerblading. Summer is back. After not having a summer last year, people are back at it, enjoying the weather, being outside, being with friends, being outdoors, having a jolly all time, guys. And with it comes amazing music. And welcome, guys, to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez, guys, and super excited for today's guest. Friends of our show, return East of June. Longtime listeners may remember East of June from an episode last year around September. They are an alternative rock band from Los Angeles. They are a trio led by bass player Dirk Lance, who's one of the longtime was well, one of the longtime members of Incubus, vocalist Emily Rath, and lead guitarist Kyle Mortensen. And guys, they just released an EP that is outstanding called Omens and Signs. It's a five new songs that they completely reinvented their sound in a brave and awesome new way. So check out the singles Goodbye and Belief if you want to start with those today. And uh, great, great album. And guys, we love talking to them, to Kyle, to Emily, and to Dirk. They are just hilarious people. They are thought-provoking they make you think, they make you laugh, and this conversation was no different. Also, they gave us an exclusive performance of one of their new signs, their songs, so that was awesome. And uh, super stoked to have them. We chat about the social media, uh, the way they've transformed their social media aspects. Emily Rath has completely invigorated their, their TikTok and their Instagram, and it's been quite a pleasure to see, actually, their new music their collaborations, their inspirations, and just an all-around amazing conversation. So check them out, eastofjunemusic.com, and check out their new EP, which is out now. And guys, if you're new to the show, welcome. You can find out more about us on our website, jrodconcertspodcast.com. So welcome, and let's get to it. East of June. Oh my God, look at you guys. I can't believe it. I can't believe I have again Kyle, Dirk, and Smitch here in the flesh. Unbelievable. Dude, how are you guys doing? We're good, man. Good. How are you? How's Nashville? Man, Nashville's great. You guys got to come and rock it out when you guys start touring because uh, we need a little bit of that alt rock in here for sure. A lot of country going on out there? Well, it it is changing. It is changing. But yeah, it's still mostly country for sure, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. But but look at you guys. So where are you guys coming us from? Your HQ, your compound, your headquarters? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Secret underground fortress. Yeah, it's our fortress of solitude, right? <laughs> with, yeah. with a window. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah we're at my place. My, <laughs> nice. my living room rearranged. Yeah. <laughs> dig it, dig it. But yeah, what, what a great band, guys. It's great to have you again. Obviously, you guys just released a fantastic EP, Omens and Sound. So like, we're here to celebrate that. Um, but guys, first first of all, when I first heard this, this, this EP, when, when I got the preview, I couldn't comprehend how awesome it was. It was like, I needed some time. <laughs> I actually lit some incense, like, and I just oh, took right. it in. It was like really innovative, completely fresh. What, what were the first discussions like as a band were like, you know, 
you guys were like, hey, guys, maybe we should take some swings here, kind of evolve our sound because the sound is so unique and refreshing. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to take that? I think that, you know, over the course of, of last year, we knew that we wanted to, to release new music, but the question was, are we going to be able to record? Are we going to be able to put something together? And how the hell are we actually going to do this? You know, a lot of the stuff that came out originally was was multiple years old. So I think the bands evolved. You know, the early stuff had a, a little bit more electronica. We kind of got forced to strip things down, you know, and, and write acoustically and, and figure out what the, some of those songs were. And so this is really, you know, I'm kind of fond of saying that an album is always just a snapshot of where you were in your life at that particular moment. And sometimes you talk about it for a year or two and then you realize you're not in the same place, you know, emotionally anymore. But that that AP was us probably four months ago. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, this is what's going on with us. So we're, we're super proud of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what he said, right? <laughs> I love it, I love it. And Go ahead. Kyle, when, when did you know, Kyle, that like this is like good? Like, like when do you know that like, you know, that this is something good that like it's worth pursuing, you know? Um, honestly, I, I don't know if there's any, do you like songs specifically or like the EP itself? I the mean, EP itself, I think just like the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that thing, I mean, you know, my recollection was that really uh, happened just out of like necessity really, um, you know, like Truth Be Told, Believe was a song that was mixed and mastered in January of 2020. And the original intent was that song was gonna be a single that summer. And obviously when COVID hit, we were still kind of releasing the older material and it became really apparent that, um, you know, just trying to keep what our original plan was to keep release releasing singles was not gonna be the, the best approach as a band. So it allowed us to sort of take a step back and just focus on the material that we had and we really just started like getting songs done. Um, and I think that usually when the three of us are in a room together, if one of us isn't feeling something quite right, it just means it's not done. And then we just continue to grind at it until we all sort of have that like aha moment. And then we then we feel pretty good about it. Um, I think that's usually the indicator for me. Is I mean, Lonely Wolf started over two years ago. That was yeah. a two and a half yeah. year ago <laughs> thing. And it, it just wasn't quite right. And it wasn't done until it was done. And I don't think we ever really anticipated that song ending up where it did. But, you know, you never really know what these things are going to be until they're actually finished and mixed and mastered. There's always changes taking place. In fact, I think Lonely Wolf was actually the first song the three of us wrote together from scratch. In a room. In a room. Starting on, from scratch. Yeah, on acoustic guitars. Yeah, um, man, I, I dig that. I dig that, guys. And Emily, let me ask you this, because uh, you guys, um, was it almost a blessing, Emily, of 2020? Uh, you know, the, the community and the brotherhood that you guys have at East of June, I have to tell you, it's just phenomenal. It just seems that outside of your relationships and your family, you guys can finish each other's sentences, each other's words. It, it's a real, actually a really beautiful thing to see. Um, you guys now, I think, to create a good music, you have almost like kid-like fun, if you will. It seems like you guys have authentic fun together, Emily. Was this like a blessing of 2020 for East of June? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, just meeting them was a blessing because I was doing a lot of things. Right? <laughs> I don't know about anymore, but um, okay. no, but yeah, it's been a really different and great experience for me because I was working with different producers or on my own all the time and it was hard to do stuff on my own and it was just right. awesome because this feels like 
a team completely. Like we're all, we all offer, you know, our, you know, opinionated opinions and, <laughs> and we have a lot of fun and it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. And to see you guys on social media, it's been, it's been a joy, I have to tell you. And Smidge, something tells me that you're the catalyst of this social media transformation of East of June. Oh, me? Yeah. You um, are Smidge, right? I mean, I, <laughs> I do do a lot of the social media. Um, yeah, we, we, Kyle and I do a lot of, um, you know, figuring out our, you know, aesthetic and image and all that. And um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. I think we try not to take ourselves too seriously and that's the fun part about it. Yeah. It's so fun. And like, you know, Dirk, when I met you last year, Dirk, you were like the serious guy of the band, you know, here's the incubus guy, just putting things <laughs> together. All of a sudden, all of a, all of a sudden, like a few months later, you have Snapchat filters all over your face. Uh, from, from fucking her. I don't, I don't <laughs> do any of this stuff willingly. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Look, the reality is, if I came across that way, then that was just that day. Because anybody who knows me knows. Oh, I, I, I say it in the best way. My body. It's true. Yeah. Oh, I mean, for sure. I we have smell to of sarcasm. Him, I smell of sarcasm yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely, Kyle. Um, in October of last year, you guys launched like a really like cool crowdfunding project to help you guys with um with omens and sounds. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, sorry. Right, it was a sense. It was a it was a massive success. It was a massive success. I mean, tell us a little bit about the way fans rallied behind you guys and just kind of like people the way they believe in your sound. It was actually less of a fan thing and more of a friends and family thing. Um, you know, we again, 2020 was really a, a blessing. We we really uh, you know kind of took what the universe gave us and and made the most of it. When it became apparent that you know, we needed to take two steps back to take, you know, five steps forward. Uh, you know, Dirk had the really great idea. He was like, look, we should, you know, reach out to family and friends and see if, you know, we can't get, um, you know, the people in our inner circle that believe in us to, to help fund what it is we're trying to do. Um, I think we had sent out like some, some direct text messages to people, you know, like parents, family, siblings, cousins, uh, business associates. And the response was was phenomenal. And, and truth be told, like, you know, we we spent every penny of that uh, the right way. Uh, you know, it gave us a, a beautiful five song EP. We got a, a great photo shoot and video shoot out of it that we did. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. all of our social media content. So we've been able to, you know, we we really took a lot of the learnings from 2019 and 2020 and had a blueprint for how we could move forward the right way. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of people just really step up with some really nice contributions. We had other people that, that gave what they could. I mean, it was a tough year, uh, but we were very appreciative of everyone that contributed and it really helped, you know, make our dream become a reality. Oh man, I love it. It's just the beginning. Emily, let me ask you about a few of the, let, let's get to a few of the questions. Believe, for example, such a great song, but you guys were sitting on this song for like 14 months. Why now? Why was this the right time to like unleash Belief? Um, well, I think we wanted, like, we, we felt strongly about, you know, feeling like this song had so much to it. And it, it kind of like, we were like, when's the right time to, to do this song? So it just like, in the collecting all the songs that are on the EP together, it just kind of felt like this was, had to be a part of that. And, you know, coming out with that as, as one of the first singles, um, just, felt right so look the short answer is people weren't worried they were going to die on the daily anymore and so it was like okay now we can do something like let's let's not bullshit 
we could have put this out, but if all you're doing is looking on your phone and how many people died today, it was not a good day for music. No, and every time we, it seemed like in 2020, like every time we put something out, we're like, okay, this seems like a good time. And then something horrific. Yeah, I mean, like, volcanoes, bear attacks, everything <laughs> right. was just like conspiring against us. And then, yeah. Yeah. you know, literally the universe and the country kind of looked around like, we good, we good. Like, okay, let's release the fucking song. <laughs> you know, quick, get it out there. Yeah. I think one thing that was interesting about Believe going back to Dirk's note about kind of stripping things down and getting away from some of the electronic and programmed drums we did believe was like the song that was like the shift for us yeah back in January of 2020 that was like live drummer saxophone you know piano live like we just we stripped it down that was the moment where we kind of pivoted and then everything else we did the rest of the year started to kind of fall in line with that I think a song like goodbye they, they sound sort of similar because of the horn sections and whatnot, but even like Down to You, Lazy Sunday, like those are more organic produced songs are much more in line with like some of the stuff we really grew up with, like in the 70s and 80s. Right. Um, well, you guys. Well, us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, speaking of uh, goodbye there, Kyle, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and maybe for Dirk as well, who's, you know, you guys have been, you know, part of like lots of records, lots of stuff. When, when your bandmate has a really personal song, like Goodbye is for Emily, you know, she's talked about how this song was trying to process years of being isolated for her, kind of manipulated in a, in a bit, and correct me if I'm wrong, Emily, um, like an anthem of liberation for you. So yeah. for Kyle and Dirk, how do you guys like, is it easy to complement such a personal feeling of your bandmate? Like, how do you know what the right temperature is? I think from early on with that lyric and the, the sentiment of the song, it was, it was intact. It wasn't really up for debate. It was a fully formed thought and idea. And the only question mark was, well, what is the, what is the song around it gonna end up sounding like? It's, it's one of the few times where it might've been like turning in a homework assignment and it was just fucking done. It was like, here, we're gonna do this. And so the question then became, what does it sound like? And went through a lot of changes they all do and they're never done until they're done but that was one that that kind of came to us fully formed and there was just there was no reason to to mess around with it um and there's there's some songs that come about like that you know sure. so just deliver and be like you're welcome <laughs> you know and there's other times when you send the meal back and you go kitchen's got to try again <laughs> 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 I dig that. I dig that. And um, Emily, tell us a little bit about, you know, Dan Estrin, of course, of Who Tank and his contributions to this project. He's awesome. We love him. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's been a part of the um, studio session that we are, we just dropped the first video and we have um, a few, quite a few more ready to go. Um, Five more. Yeah. So um, he was great. He uh, we had all these fun rehearsals with him and then he just was super into, you know, being a part of it, which was great. I mean, they know him more than Kyle and I have known Dan for 25 years yeah. and we, we kind of grew up together. And when it came time to, to put together this like live extravaganza, um, he was the first choice of somebody to help us out with additional guitar stuff to really take what Kyle does in the studio with the layering and the multiple parts and, and be able to, to put that out live. And it's, it's actually kind of fun when, you know, you've been in the workshop tinkering on a song yourself for so long to bring somebody else in 
mm -hmm. and they just hear things different. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. Like, you know, it started out just, you know, Dan and I would get together at my place or his place like three days a week. And I just started teaching him the, the parts and the songs. And then, you know, by week two, he's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of hearing this. And then he, he started adding some other parts that were really cool. It, it was really fun when like, you know, you've been listening to Rebel, for example, like the same way for two and a half years. And then Esther right. kind of picks up the guitar and he's like, oh, I'm kind of hearing this chord and this rhythm part here. And it was like, it just made it a lot of, a lot of fun. I kind of started falling in love with some of the older material again. Um, you know, some of the songs we've heard so much, it's like, yeah. well, we're kind of onto the new, like we're already working on new material already. Yeah. Um, and just to, you know, vibe and hang out with a friend, you know, for 25 years. And he's like, you know, we, he gets, like he's just part of the family, like the way we all kind of are with each other. Um, we've known each other for so damn long. It was just kind of like, it was just a trip. I was telling, I was like, God, it's so crazy. I never would have thought in a million years that like 25 years later, like the three of us would be hanging out in a room together, like just still right. playing music yeah. and just hanging out. So that was cool. Yeah. I mean, we've been really fortunate that we, we've found and surrounded ourselves with really awesome players and, and cool personalities because you know, it's been just the three of us for so long and, you know, to be able to actually play these things live or live and then try and push it out there so that for, for an audience that hasn't been able to see us actually play a show, this is like the next best thing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there was like 10 fucking people in that video. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, there's a lot of players. It's amazing. It's, I mean, people should definitely check it out. We'll put a clip here, like uh, when we put this together, because it's such, such well made. Um, Emily, let me ask you, you know, pivoting a little bit from the album, just a few like random questions. Emily, your mom is a great renowned author. Um, she's super cool. But tell us a little bit about what, what have you learned from her craft? Uh, because, you know, she's very respected. She's she's got her own thing going on, really special. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you know what have you learned from her craft, just from seeing your mom excel in her field, that you have within you as an artist? Um, I feel like I'm I'm actually just such a mix of my parents because my my dad is like the complete musician, musical side, and then um, my mom has always been a great writer, and you know she teaches, you know, in at SF State and she's, uh, you know, an amazing teacher and tutor and all these things. So she just put out like a book that she's been working on for a long time. And so it's just, it's really cool to like know that like, I know that so much of my writing. And What's my the book's name? What's the book's name, Emily? It's called Ripple Effect. The Ripple Effect. Um, by Kathy Rapp. Um, and she, yes, it's, I feel like I've, so much of my writing has been from her and then so much of my musical, like, whatever I am is from my dad. So it's just kind of this cool nice. mix. That, that, that explains, that explains the, uh, the uniqueness, the little bird uniqueness that you are actually. <laughs> no, it does, it does. And um, Kyle, uh, you know, thank you guys. You guys are being so generous with your time, Kyle, but I have to ask you about Eddie Van Halen, man, because last wow. year, obviously we lost, you know, the great Eddie Van Halen and a lot of people, you know, were touched and tributes and all that. Yeah. But you are one of the guys that, that, that I could feel, I, I felt like, I tell you what, I felt like that with Tom Petty died. Like I had to pull off the freeway and like give it like a 20 second cry. I felt yeah. like Eddie Van Halen just hit you in the nuts. Yeah, big time. Yeah, tell us a little bit about, about him, man, and like his influence on you. Yeah, I mean, he was he was certainly one of the, I mean, he was an influence on me before I even picked up a guitar. You know, I think when 1984 came out, I was living in Portland, Oregon at the time. I think I was like six or seven years old. And one of the older neighbor kids had Van Halen on vinyl. And he kind of turned me on to Panama and like Jump was obviously all over MTV. Um, yeah, Eddie, you know, it's not even so much, I mean, 
most guitar players will tell you there's basically been two innovators of the craft, Jimi Hendrix and then Eddie Van Halen and everything in between that is just like variations and, and, and taste, a matter of taste. But yeah, I mean, he, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say like, you know, I, I actually really enjoyed a lot of the stuff he did with Sammy Hagar because I felt like at that point, the band just wrote better songs. Like David, David Lee Roth is amazing. I'm totally gonna go on record saying this, like that early stuff is insane. But I could see like after you've been doing that for 10 years that like having someone like Sandy Hagar that had a vocal with melody and had a range that you couldn't get to before, you know, he was able to explore his craft as a songwriter and not just a shredder. Um, I mean, I remember where I was. We were at the we were at Apex, I think, doing something with Ty, like we're doing some interviews or something. And um, yeah. my sister had sent me a text message that said Eddie Van Halen had died. It's just like the world had, had stopped. Um, you know, that dude has touched everyone, I think, that, that plays guitar. Even, like, people that don't really listen to Van Halen, they respect, you know, what he did and what he had to to offer the music world. Um, I don't think there will really be another one like him, because, like I said, at this point, you know, outside of reinventing the instrument, you know, <laughs> he, he took it to all the places that people are still taking it today. You know, it's become a matter of taste and, and, yeah. and songwriting and what you do with it. But, yeah, he was... Uh, he was special. I'm actually really, I'm really stoked on what his son uh, Wolfie's been doing with with Mammoth. I saw they announced today he's actually opening for Guns N' Roses on their yeah. tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, he like played every instrument, you know. Um, I really like the songs. The production is great. Um, and the thing that I th I thought that was really cool that you know I know that like he he takes a lot of stuff personally on Twitter. I noticed like he spends a lot of time like relying to people that are just trolls and assholes, you know. Um, you know, I, think, I think the one thing that really sets him apart, though, from his dad as, you know, not living in his shadow is that, like, he sings. He's, he's the front guy and he sings really fucking well and he plays great music. Um, I'm really, I'm really stoked for him and excited to see what he's able to carry on, um, you know, recording out of 5150 and all the things he learned from his dad. I know he used, like, the Franken, uh, Frankenstein on a couple songs or whatever, but, um, yeah, Eddie, Eddie was amazing. He's just simply brilliant. Perfect. Well said, man. Well said. So, Emily, let me leave you with this. What's the um? What are the touring plans for East of June? I mean, you guys must be chomping at the bit to get these puppies played live. Um, that's a good question. I think we wanted to do this whole session studio uh, performance recording because you know it's kind of like a this is what we're like live. So, you know, that's kind of our our plan as soon as we can, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, the, the concerts that are happening make a lot of noise and make a lot of news, but things haven't gotten back to normal yet. I mean, they're on their way. Yeah. Um, of course, the garbage yeah. trucks. Oh, there's outside. a garbage <laughs> truck right there. We're staying <laughs> in my living room right now. I dig it, I dig it, I dig it, I dig it. Oh, my God, it's literally... Yeah, it's like right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. That's that's how it is. That's how we roll here. You know, yeah. Normally, garbage day is on Mondays, so perfect although yesterday was the holidays so right. yeah. yeah perfect 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 um the, the live session stuff was a dress rehearsal for us to kind of get ready and able to to go out and start playing live you know there are yeah. opportunities out there i think it's still a ways away before anybody you know a band at our level is able to start actually traveling sure you know, it'll start opening up locally a little bit <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I'm literally watching the thing like jump, jump the thing. 
Yeah. We need to see if there's a body. In there. This is yeah. what I love about East of June, guys. Like I'm telling you guys, you guys just have this magic that like the universe just like has fun with you guys in the best way. I love it. It is Mercury retrograde. It is Mercury retrograde, and we felt it, Kyle. I don't know about you, man, but I felt this retrograde. Everything's a slog. I did. I, I did my. I did my magic work. So this yeah. one's gonna fucking. He's gonna not feel it. It's gonna roll right off. Hey, you need to tell me your Good for you. Well, guys, we love having you guys on. You know, as soon as you guys like hit a show over there, like we'll we'll catch a plane. We'll we'll watch you guys. Yeah, I mean, you guys it's are welcome anytime. Absolutely. Coming up a lot. Like, I know some people that have moved out there recently have talked yeah. about moving out there recently. Uh, you actually being yeah. one. Because last time we spoke, I think you were in Miami. Right, right. Yeah. It, it's it's a great community because everyone is is about music. You know, like in LA, you know, you have the acting a little bit. You have, you have all these different industries here. Everyone is just one way or another connected to music. So that's been interesting. But yeah, for yeah. sure. Awesome. Well, guys, you have said okay, it all. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely, Kyle, man. You guys know that you're welcome anytime in the show. You guys are the best. Love all of you guys in different ways. And this, this, this EP, man, is, is a masterpiece. It's, it's a trip. I mean, when Emily hits that first song, man, I mean, Lonely Wolf up to Lazy Sunday at the end, it's a, it's, it's, it's a spectacle. So congratulations, guys. Awesome. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right, Kyle. Take care. Bye, guys.
You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.